With technology connecting us across geographic boundaries, more employees than ever are working remotely. If you have a dispersed team, you may wonder how you can cultivate collaboration and productivity. And if your business is located in one state and you have employees working in other states, which state laws apply? I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. We know you work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those is probably HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. This week, I'm happy to be joined by Kristen LaRosa and Merrill Gutterman. Both work as counsel for ADP Small Business Services. I also want to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and if you want to learn more, you can reach out to your local sales representative. So, Kristen, what are some concerns employers have with remote work? So that's a great question, and I think it varies. Uh, There are some employers who believe that they can't have an effective team unless everyone's in the same place. Other employers believe that employees will slack off when they're working from home. And I also think some employers also worry about the remote worker's ability to remain connected with the rest of the team. So how can employers combat these challenges? Well, there are several things employers can do. Um, Sometimes employers bring new remote hires into the office for their first week on the job to onboard them and to train them. And this will give the employee the opportunity to get to know their team and feel a little more connected to the company. Another option is virtual onboarding if having the new hire come to the job on site isn't feasible. You can use video to give the employee a virtual tour of the office and introduce them to coworkers over the video. Yeah, absolutely. Forming these connections early on and cultivating collaboration going forward will be key. You also have these social collaboration tools like Slack and Zoom that are a great way to foster regular interactions between employees. And just as you would with your employees who are in the office, you always wanna set clear performance expectations from the start and schedule regular check-ins with your remote workers. All right, so I'd also like to discuss a few compliance considerations. For employers with remote workers in different states, how do they determine which state laws apply? So generally it depends on how the law defines covered employers and employees. In many cases, such as with minimum wage requirements, it's the jurisdiction in which employees perform the work. So for example, if a company is located in Arizona, but employees are working remotely in California, then California's minimum wage rate would apply. And if more than one law covers the worker, typically the law that's most generous to the employee is the law that's going to apply. So if an employee is covered by both a state and a local minimum wage, for example, the higher minimum wage rate is the one that's going to apply to the employee. Wage and hour laws are probably one of the most important considerations since non-exempt employees must be paid for all hours worked and overtime when due. How do employers make sure all this time is accounted for for remote workers? We recommend having an effective process for recording work hours for all non-exempt employees an electronic timekeeping system that employees can access from either their computers or from their phone is a good option. Right, and it's also important that employees know that they're required to accurately account for all time worked. Activities like returning phone calls or replying to email after hours must be reported and compensated. And I just wanna add here that these 
off-the-clock activities form the basis for many wage and hour claims. How about rest and meal periods? Do remote employees need to record those? So some states require employers to provide rest or meal periods to employees. Uh, So if you're covered by one of these laws, then you should provide these breaks to all non-exempt employees, including your remote workers. Uh, Just be sure to remind them to record this time. Okay. So another consideration for employers is ensuring compliance with workers' compensation laws. What happens if an employee is injured while working from home? That's a great question. If a remote worker is injured in the course of work-related activities, they may be eligible for workers' compensation benefits. And while state laws differ about what's considered a work-related injury, it's a good idea to define the remote employee's normal working hours and their job duties in advance because this can help you when you're evaluating whether claims are truly work-related. And what if an employee who works from home requests a reasonable accommodation for their disability? Are employers required to accommodate them? Well, under the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, also referred to as the ADA, and similar state laws, employers have to provide a reasonable accommodation to an employee with a qualified disability unless it would cause an undue hardship. And the requirements to provide a reasonable accommodation generally apply to remote employees as well. So to meet these requirements, you may need to make adjustments to equipment or how work is done for the employees who work remotely. Yeah, and you also want to keep in mind here that allowing an employee to work remotely may be considered a reasonable accommodation in itself uh, if an employee is unable to access the work site because of a disability. All right. I have one more topic that I'd like to discuss expense reimbursement. Are employers required to reimburse remote workers for internet and other business expenses they incur? So some states do require employers to reimburse employees for any reasonable business expense they incur. Uh, And also in most cases under the FLSA, any work-related expense incurred by an employee that would bring their pay below the minimum wage or cut into their overtime pay must also be reimbursed. And then regardless of your specific requirements, it's also a best practice to reimburse employees for any reasonable business expense. Uh, So when the expense may be used for work and personal use, such as the internet connection, uh, you want to consider a system to help employees monitor and then record how much of the cost is related to conducting business activities and reimburse them at least that amount. Uh, Although You know, to help simplify the process, a lot of employers that have remote employees uh, just pay for their internet and phone service. Okay, great. So when you have remote workers, it seems like complying with employment laws may require some additional planning. Kristen, Merrill, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I would say that you want to make sure you have effective policies, practices, and procedures in place before allowing employees to work from home. Uh, So this can include things like a remote work policy, um, but also your timekeeping policies or expense reimbursement policies uh, that may have to be tailored for this remote workforce. Uh, And then also make sure that the option to work remotely is offered consistently to all similarly situated employees. I would also add that it's critical to make sure remote workers feel connected to their coworkers. So make sure that you're keeping the lines of communication open and check in with your remote workers regularly. Great, thank you so much, Merrill and Kristen. We wanna thank you all for listening to HRpreneur, 
I'm Kara Murray. For all the latest episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts.